Ultimately, the choice between hiring a contractor or an employee completely depends on your business's specific needs, your financial situation, and also those strategic objectives in your business. Welcome to the No BS Business School Podcast, the show where powerhouse women learn how to sell differently, ditch pro marketing, and build financially lucrative businesses. I'm your host, Jan Ditchfield. After spending over 20 years in the charity world, I realized that the fluffy, trendy marketing and sales tactics being taught online aren't all that effective for industry experts like you. In each episode, I give you the tangible steps to build a profitable business that is wildly successful and equally fulfilling. Money, marriage, business strategy, and marketing, we talk about it all. This is where the evolution of your business begins. Let's get started. Well, hey, you, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Business School. If you're listening to this episode, I'm going to guess that at some point you have sat down and contemplated whether you need to bring some help into your business or not. And it's really difficult to run an online business and not have somewhere somebody say to you, you need a VA or an OBM or you need somebody. But I want to have a conversation today about whether you actually do need somebody in your business. And if you do, what would be the right fit for you and when should you be bringing them in? Knowing when to hire help for your online business as an entrepreneur is a really critical decision that can significantly impact your company's growth and your success, both in a positive and a negative way. And just because you're being told you need help doesn't necessarily mean you do. There are a lot of really successful solopreneurs who run their businesses help-free and they make a lot of money And everything is very streamlined and it's possible to do. But it's also a good idea at some point to start recognizing that if you want to grow, you need help. And there are some key signs that kind of start showing up in our businesses that indicate that it might be time to start thinking about either getting someone to come in and help you that we often ignore. One of the givens is the fact that you feel overwhelmed by your workload. So if you're constantly finding yourself working really long hours, and you're struggling to keep up with all of the things that you do, it's usually a really clear indication that you need help or you need to streamline your business, which is a completely separate conversation that we can have on another episode. Feeling overwhelmed absolutely leads to burnout and decreased productivity. But there are other things happening in your business that you might want to be evaluating to see if the reason why you're getting stuck and caught up by some of these things has to do with maybe poor systems or flow in your business Or do you actually need to get someone to come into your business so that you can do more of the things that you're good at and less of the things that are slowing you down? And three indications that you should be looking at have to do with the first being plateaued growth, the second being a decline in quality of what you're doing, what you're producing, what you're putting out, and the third one is actually financial stability. So let's talk about plateauing growth first. If your business has reached a point where it's not growing as quickly as you'd like, or you've hit a revenue plateau, this might be a really clear indication that you should be bringing in some extra help to help drive the growth. The key though is to understand what type of help you need that's going to directly connect with driving that growth. And this becomes a really important nuance when we're talking about the difference between bringing in a contractor or a VA versus looking at actually bringing somebody into your business who you employ. And that comes down to legality. Most people aren't aware of this, but when you work with a contractor, you're not legally allowed to treat them like an employee. So a lot of the time we get this idea, and I see it a lot in conversations online and chats online, 
where you're encouraged to be, you know, go hire a contractor and bring them into your business because it's better for your bottom line. It's less expensive. You don't need to worry about having to pay for payroll, health insurance, benefits, all of those things that come along with employees. And while that's true, they're still not your employee. So the cost savings, while it may be there, you also can't put anyone in place who's actually going to help you grow the revenue in your business because you can't do anything such as assigning targets or other revenue generating activities to what it is that they do because now you've crossed a line. Contractors are typically independent professionals who work on a specific project or a task and you have way less control over the work processes that they do and the schedules they, they keep compared to what you would if you have an employee. And while contractors are highly skilled, I'm not saying that in any way, shape or form, they also might be working on multiple projects at the same time. So you may not be the person who's at the top of the priority list. It might be your priority, but you might not be number one on their list. And if you misclassify a contractor as an employee or do things again, such as I want you to work these at this hour, I want you to work on this specific task, I want you to hit this revenue goal, you might find yourself in some pretty hot water. So you should be looking at the laws in the country or the state or the province that you live in to understand what is it that you can do with a contractor versus what you can do with an employee. And one of the benefits of actually looking at bringing people into your business when you can afford it, which we are going to talk about bringing them in again as an employee, even if it's on a part-time basis, is that you can start hiring people who directly contribute to the bottom line of your business. And I want you to start thinking this in the sense of treating people and hiring people the way that fundraisers are hired in organizations. We are brought in to directly contribute to the bottom line of the organization. We're responsible for not only our salaries, but for additional targets on top of that. So I like to say, think about the role and the goal that you need in your business. And that's how you should be approaching thinking about hiring. Employees who contribute directly to your bottom line can help to increase your company revenue. And more revenue means you can afford to pay people instead of putting money into somebody who actually isn't doing anything to your bottom line. Yes, they might be taking things off your plate and making your life a lot easier, but if they're not contributing to the growth of the business, then you have a risk and a liability sitting on your budget that you really should be looking at. I recently did a full training on this inside of the boot camp that I've been running where we talked about looking at profit margins and truly understanding what a profit margin is in your business, how to calculate it and what one should be that is a successful profit margin compared to one that's actually really clearly indicating that you have some gaps in your business. And we talk a lot about top line in business. Every time you see somebody saying, I have a hundred thousand dollar business or I did seven figures or someone's showing you their Stripe account, it's always the revenue that they're talking about, not necessarily the profit they have in the business. And the profit is what we need to be aware of to truly be able to understand if we have a successful business or if we're running a deficit time and time again. And the only way we can get clear on that is tracking our expenses, our revenue, and comparing the two to find out what that percentage is. I want to do a podcast episode about this in the future, going into more detail of exactly what you should be tracking and how to figure out if your profit margin is actually a good one or if you have some holes in your bucket somewhere that you need to plug. 
But one of the biggest lines that will always, always end up being on your expense side of your budget is going to be outsourcing contractors or employees, bringing them in, which is why I think it's so incredibly important to have a conversation about the financial stability of your business before listening to advice that always telling you, you know, hire before you're ready. Because I think that's dangerous advice. Hiring before you're ready usually means you're going to get not necessarily the right person into the right seat. And you're putting a financial strain on your business that you may not be able to continue to hold. If you're seeing declining quality happening in your business and you notice that the quality of what you're putting out, your offers, your services, your customer service, like it's all starting to suffer because you feel you're just too stretched. This is definitely an indication that you need to start thinking about hiring. And there are some benefits to thinking about hiring a contractor if you're worried about the quality of service in your business, especially if you consider hiring somebody who's an expert at what they do and is very niche down on their expertise. For example, if you brought somebody into your business, either as an employee or as a contractor who excels at customer service and relationship management, well, that can significantly enhance the customer loyalty that you have and your retention. To me, that would be a smart hire because satisfied customers are more likely to make repeat purchases and refer other people to your business. Now you're having somebody contribute to your bottom line again, not just having someone come in to take over your inbox because you don't like to manage it. And I'm pointing my finger directly at me on that comment. If your business is generating enough revenue to cover the costs of hiring, that is a very clear indicator that you can afford to bring in help. And you're only going to know that by tracking your expenses and your revenue diligently. On the next podcast, episode number 205, I'm going to be doing a full deep dive on data tracking and what you should be looking at, when you should be looking at it, how to assess your numbers. And I have a spreadsheet that's coming with that as well. And we are absolutely talking about tracking revenue and expenses in that episode. So if you don't know what to be tracking, listen to it because it's going to change everything for you and make your life so much easier. One of the risks of hiring an employee, however, over hiring a contractor is that increased cost that comes into the business. And while it is most likely going to be true that an employee will always be more expensive on the bottom line than a contractor will, because you have to pay for salary, benefits, payroll taxes, it's a significant financial commitment. Having someone come in as an employee can also potentially save you money, not only because of the fact that they contribute to the bottom line, if you get the right role and the right goal assigned to them. But if you start creating a team very strategically, you can boost your productivity. You can increase your sales and your marketing. You can expand your business faster. You certainly can improve your customer relations. And you can potentially reduce your operating expenses by having someone come in who can help you figure out where you need to cut and where you need to save. But if you are thinking about bringing in someone who is an employee, there are some risks that you should be considering beyond just the costs. And that includes understanding that most people you're going to hire are looking for long-term commitment. They want job security. You do not want to have to let somebody go. So when you make this decision, it should be made strategically, not reactive, which I feel is often the dialogue or the narrative that's encouraged is just outsource it, just outsource it which is reactive thinking in our business. You're also going to add more to your plate as well, because now you're going to have overhead and administrative things that you'll need to be responsible for in the day-to-day of your business. Payroll, benefits, 
compliance with laws, all of which you can learn, but you need to be aware of. And if you're still in that stage of your business where you're having wild fluxes in revenue and you have really good months and then it's nothing and then it's a really great month, hiring somebody, whether they're a contractor or an employee, is a risk to you and to them because you might not be able to afford to keep somebody during those slower periods, which means you're going to keep losing good talent regardless of how you bring them into the business. I really truly think this is one of those times in our business where we need to be very aware of what we're doing. It needs to be a slow roll and we need to find the right person for our long-term business goals, not just for the immediate pain that we're having as a business owner. So whether you're thinking about hiring a contractor or an employee, here are some things I want you to think about to mitigate any risks that are associated with either one of the roles. First, for contractors, make sure that you clearly define the scope of the work that you are expecting them to do in a contract. So there's no misunderstandings. And also make sure that you clearly understand the difference between treating someone as a contractor or as an employee and that you know the labor laws in your own province, state, and country. Establish communication channels and expectations so you know where you're going to speak to people and it's not all over the place. Check references, verify qualifications, and then make sure you have a contingency plan in place for any unexpected contractor unavailability. So if you're doing a launch and you're expecting someone to ride it with you and they're not available, you need a backup plan. If you're looking at bringing in employees, make sure you carefully plan your hiring process and ensure that job description is clear. Get the right role with the right goal. You also need to comply with all the employment laws and regulations as well, based on where you live, quite obviously. And make sure that you can offer a competitive rate and benefit so you can attract the right people and retain them. Developing a strong onboarding and training program for employees is going to set you up to be an incredible leader. And this takes time. I would recommend working with somebody who's an expert on this to help you make sure you have everything in place, including your clear policies and procedures for addressing any workplace issues, conflicts, and also being able to measure someone's performance in a really positive, effective way. Ultimately, the choice between hiring a contractor or an employee completely depends on your business's specific needs, your financial situation, and also those strategic objectives in your business. And many businesses utilize a mix of both because it helps you maximize flexibility and the efficiency that you need to have. I opened up doors officially to my brand new program, Legacy, today, which I'm very excited about. And Legacy is a 12-month mastermind and a personalized mentorship program for established online entrepreneurs and service providers who want strategic guidance to weed through the day-to-day realities of growing a six-figure and beyond business while balancing those unique challenges that come along when you're a woman running a business. And one of the key trainings that we're going to be doing within that program is team building. Understanding how to harness the benefits of hiring employees who will contribute to your bottom line, navigating the complexities of this, learning to become a better leader and managing people efficiently and understanding how to start building out a team structure. So as you scale your business, you're bringing the right people in with you to help you hit those next goals. 
And for many of us, we came out of the world of being employees. And yes, we maybe we had people underneath us, but we were not the ones who had to figure out how that structure looked. We generally just had to fill the structure. It's very, very different when you're an entrepreneur building from scratch than when you had a team and you just managed them. And so that's why I'm bringing in expert help to guide people through this process, members of my program Legacy, so that you can be better in business, scale easier, and keep top talent in your business long-term. And if you want to learn more about Legacy, you can go to janditchfield.co forward slash legacy and check it out there. At the end of the day, you need to do what's best for your business. And what's best for your business is a well-thought-out plan that you can put in place and implement rather than just being reactive to advice or pressure that you're feeling that just because you're a solopreneur, you absolutely need to start hiring for help because it's impossible for one person to scale a business. It's not impossible. You can absolutely scale a business with nobody else in it but you. And the nice thing is you can pay yourself a lot more money at doing it. Whatever you decide to do and however you end up doing it, even if you're just still in the thinking stage, just remember the right role with the right goal. That's where you want to start. And until next time, stay resilient and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me on this episode of No BS Business School. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe on your player of choice and leave a five-star rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at jandishfield.co. Stay resilient and I'll catch you on the next episode.